This is MJ Acosta from the NFL Network, and you're listening to Lemon City Live. What's up? Fresh is our turn, baby. All right, Lemonheads, what's up? Welcome to episode 198 of Lemon City Live. As always, Lemon City Live is brought to you by Magic City Highlight. Magic City's 20 season, 2020 season started on May 1st and will run through the end of November. For now, the court will stay closed to the public, but you'll be able to watch all the games in real time on YouTube, on the Highlight channel, as my dudes dance it out. If you need a sports fix, we highly recommend that you check it out. The Highlight Channel also has a ton of other original content to help you understand the game and get you more familiar with the players in the league, just like Tenard Davis, who's down there acting a fool, not like Edwin Garcia, who's not a Highlight player, although he wishes he was. <laughs> so just go to, go to YouTube.com slash Highlight Channel, spelled J-A-I-A-L-A-I channel. It's free to subscribe, and you'll never miss a moment of the action. There we go, Gus. So I like it. I think yeah. I did my my sign language was on point on that one. It's true. I yeah. I, I, I'm pretty I sure he, like, he spelled out highlight. Hey, hey, you know how the yeah. governors like when they're talking, they got the person in the, like in the top. <laughs> you uh-huh. translator. I, I was doing that for you, Gus. I don't know if you were signing or if you were crumping. Like, were you were you <laughs> were you trying to battle me? Like like a crip, like a blood to crip. Nah, man. Yeah, but hey, bit, and all in the bay. We're not in the Bay Area, but I'll serve you, yeah, bro. He, he <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing the LA hat, so you gotta talk to Edwin about that. <laughs> there you go. I, I was representing there, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Nah, man. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, highlight Magic City highlight, but we're back for another quarantine edition of the Lemon City Live podcast, episode one ninety eight. As we inch towards the big two hundred here, um, yeah, we're we're happily joined back from the disabled list, the one and only. This. This is, Davis the is game. Back. This is the flu game. This is the flu game episode. My back. 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 First off, man, you know, we, it's it's always good when, when our boy TD is back and he's chilling in his lounge there in his big giant mansion that he's at, you know, so rocking all that sweet Canes gear. I like it. I like it. You're feeling, you're feeling pretty proud of it, huh? I, I threw all that. I saw that stuff on in the closet and threw it on, bro. You threw it on? It's even a, like a retro hat, bro. I like it, bro. I like it, man. You look good. You look good. But most importantly, man, we're always happy to have you on the show. We, You know, we, we missed you last week, so... How? Give us the highlight update. How are you feeling? How are you doing? And what are you looking to do here? Give us the, uh, give us a little, a little update. Uh, well, the season has turned out with a bang. You know, we have great commentary from Stu, and uh, uh, give me one second. I just forgot his name. I forgot a guy named who's uh, who's helping Stu with uh, with broadcasting. The highlight channel. <laughs> He's doing a great job. He's doing a great job. No, I know his name, Andrew. Andrew. There you go. I don't watch that. Yeah, Andrew and Stu are doing a fantastic job. Here's how to remember Andrew's name, TD. You're a hurricane, yeah, and he's Andrew. Uh, <laughs> I've been working with him for a year now. 
But yeah, him and Stu are doing a great job with the color commentary. Uh, we have some more graphics. We actually have instant replay. Uh, when oh, that's you, awesome. Somebody makes a good play when you watch them on a YouTube channel. We also got some tutorials on how to play highlight and what the rules are. Um, it's it's a, it's a really good season. Douglas is leading. Anderson is playing very well. Uh, we got a guy named by the Arcada. Uh, he's playing well too. Vuelo is playing well. Uh, myself, I, I was injured for the past two weeks. Uh, my back been giving me an issue. Uh, it's still giving me an issue, but you know I'm a, I'm a competitor, uh, so I try to get on the court. Uh, my mission is yeah, I, I want to win. Don't get me wrong, uh, but I just want to play and, and give a good performance for the people who bet on me. Uh, but we're we're trying to make sure we do the social distancing uh, when we're in the casino. We have our uh, chairs or our lockers uh, spread it out accordingly. Uh, Scott, our CEO, is doing a fantastic job. Stu is doing a fantastic job. Our coach um, is practicing social distancing. So I think we're giving uh, the city of Miami and the people who are watching the highlight on the highlight channel uh, something to watch that's very entertaining. So it's going really well. That's, that's what's up, man. I was watching the, what is it, the Robote <laughs> replay or recap? <laughs> Robote recap. Yeah. Hey, yo. Props, man. I like I like the production there, giving a little weekly updates. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah Liz, uh, Liz uh, Lindsay is doing a, a great job with the production, man. She kudos her. All that is her. Voiceover, yeah. everything is her. Her dad let her take that by the helm, and she's doing a great job. She works hard, um, man. I think I I think we're doing so much when it comes to highlight and trying to promote it as a sport, not just a betting. Uh, thing that you can do when it comes to making money our ceo is banking and hoping that uh, we get the viewership of major companies like espn fox or somebody who's looking for another way to put us in a slot and uh get more viewership when it comes to people respecting the sport because it is a sport regardless of the fact it's in gambling it's a sport and also since sports betting is now not taboo anymore uh, I think it's a perfect way to try to insert us into the fabric of sports. Exactly. And highlight is actually a legit sport. It's not like a wacky yeah. sport or something like that. Yeah. They show fucking like dodgeball corn. and shit like that. And <laughs> cornhole. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why can't they have some fucking highlight? I saw cornhole. And when I, I literally wanted to do a backflip. And of course, you know, no disrespect to the cornhole. I'm just saying how ESPN can, can, can put that on something and, and consider it a sport. And then you have something like highlight that I'm sure we send them footage. Uh, they may not they may not respect it the same way as like everybody else does. But you know we're going we're going to get there in due time. Everything happens for everything happens in, in due time. So all we got to do is do our job, get better as players, uh, put a good product on the court. So when those companies come knocking and say, "Hey, we want to promote you guys," uh, the people who start watching this are going to say, "Oh my God, this is like where it has this been? Like I it just came from Mars." So, <laughs> yo, but legit, like they they got these like non-athletic people throwing sandbags into a hole. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they're covered in sponsors. I was watching because that started yes. up too with the thing. They had yeah. the mask on in an empty room, just throwing sandbags into yes. a thing. I get it. There's yeah. some skill there, but come on, like how is that yes. on ESPN? Yeah. You know, and then you got actual athletes who train for. You know, doing this into a you know thing over and over. No disrespect to those guys, but come on, man. That's like ESPN, the Ocho stuff. Highlights should get some yeah. some some play, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, at least if, if you're gonna if you wanna mock the sport, because I'm sure they will, because they think the sport is crazy. 
uh, put it on Ocho. You know what I'm saying? It just just the point of people watching it, we're, we're, yeah. getting, we're going to get viewership. And then once they see, like, okay, this is not a gimmick. This is not something that's like a a uh, a, uh, a fad. It, it has rich history to it. It has people who respect the how how the sport. It's a beautiful sport. People respect it. So we just have to get the people uh, to watch it. And our CEO and, and and Lindsay are doing a great job trying to get these people to watch it. So we'll see. We just got to do our part. The players have to do their part. They have to stay in yeah, man. They got to be professionals. They got to be on, be on point. So when we are ready to go live, we're ready. And they really, are, they really shit, are doing, bro. yeah, they really are doing a great job promoting the sport, man. The whole YouTube channel. If you look for a highlight um, GIF on Instagram, it's from Magic City Casino. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Any any highlight GIF that you look for is from you guys. Like, they're doing a great and job. I talk, like I, I talked to Doug a lot about the sport. And he, you know, he's very pessimistic in a way about thinking that it's not going to be longevity. And I'm mm -hmm. telling him, like, they're not going to put all this marketing. They're not going to, you know, promote this thing only for two years. They, they're thinking, they're trying to run this thing like a major sport. Yeah. So you, you better prepare yourself to play this for a, a long, a long, a very long time. Because for me, you know, I'm gonna play until they tell me they don't want me no more. So <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna take advantage of this opportunity. But yeah, man, you made you hit a great point. You know, if you Google uh, highlight, we pop up. If you put a highlight on the uh, the gifts, the GIF on Instagram, who pops up? Magic City, right, bro? Yes, yeah. Magic City. So, you know, we're 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 doing it, and we're doing it bigger than all the other casinos. Well, we're doing our part by you know. You saw me with my my sister on the cover of the this week's show there, yeah, and Gus there looking all nice and tight in his blue you look, uh, jersey. You look, you look ready to go, Gus. You look. We're ready, man. We took those pictures. Game. Yeah, we took those pictures before the season started, so we're you know we're ready. We're in game shape. You know, that I was haven't a fun seen trip. you play the game yet, so you're probably on IR just like I am. Hey, you know, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll get out there. Let me tell you, man. What? We're a show about top fives, right? We like to say our top fives. One of my top five regrets of my life is not trying out to play highlight at Magic City Casino. <laughs> you, Me too, like, bro. To be top honest five. with you, you probably would have got a chance to play too. They probably would have hired yeah. you. Damn. Hell yeah, man. They probably would have hired you, you. That window, that window two years ago when it was bringing mm -hmm. people in, all you had to do was just show a little bit of athleticism and they would have taught you. And all you had to say is, like, hey, I know Tanara. They were like, oh, yeah, you good then. <laughs> well, I, I needed to know you before it started, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think we, I think we had just met you at that point. Nah, uh, no, two years ago. Nah, I've been with you guys. Yeah, no, we 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 yeah, met you, you after you started. After you started, yeah, that's when we I'm got linked about, up. I'm, I'm not talking about after you came. I'm talking about the year after the documentary. La I'm talking oh about yeah, yeah, yeah. During the tryouts. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, technically this is the third year. So yeah. Anyway, uh, guys, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, on uh, Facebook, wherever you're watching, man, be sure to click the like, the subscribe button there. Give it a little share. If you got a comment, you got a question for the highlight player, man, put it in the chat there. Um, we're going to roll into, if you got comments, concerns, complaints, uh, or commendations about anything, man, put it on the chat. Let us know. But, um, but we're going to switch it now. We're going to go into the big, this is the weird thing, man. We ha it's, it's, we're still in this quarantine thing. Um, bro, like, I'm gonna make an admission. I'm gonna make an admission here, bro. What, dude? I'm listening. Bro, I'm, man. I don't know, man. I, I've been in this house for too long, bro. I'm starting to smell stuff, bro. Like, I feel like I've just, like, I don't know, man. Like, I'm losing track of days and shit, man. TMI, bro. 
hey, hey, you cuz you're all right because you get to leave the house, man. Yo, you guys are there. I'm I'm working from home now, and bro, I I'm just like that doesn't like, mean you it, don't have to shower. I yeah, I just lose track of days, bro. I'm just being hey, honest, you man. Could, you know, you could tell me five, ten years ago when a person say, Hey, I'm working from home, you would have thought that was the best job to have, right? Working oh, from yeah. home. Yeah, it would have been cool. Not anymore. Not as cool Not anymore. anymore. <laughs> no. Nah, I definitely you want you want you want to be amongst everybody else. You want to take a lunch break <laughs> like a normal lunch break. Well, I think yeah, I think considering the circumstances, yeah, man. Like I got excited because we got a Roomba today. That just came in the mail. So like that, th- th- these are the things that I'm excited about right now. And now, you know, I'm 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 losing something that I was watching for. Realize that for the last five weeks, every Sunday we had the Last Dance. Like yeah. how nice was that? Let's just stop for a second. And just so that TD, did you already see all ten episodes, or are you behind? No, I saw every. I saw every episode. I how it. nice! How nice has it been for the last five weeks that we've had something to look forward to? Basically, a movie because it's two hour block that we're we're setting aside for it. How yep. nice has that been, dude? Like, come on! I, I felt like they did a fantastic job uh, at ESPN when with gathering all of that footage. Uh, with the with the sound bites, with the music, the music was very key, man. Oh yeah, like the music. Oh, by the way, like- if, if you look on Spotify or Apple Music, they have um, playlist for the whole soundtrack on there, so you can mm-hmm. dance to anything. If you don't, if you have trouble finding it, hit us up in a DM or a message, and after the show, and I'll send you the link because I got them both, man. They're fire. Yeah, oh, oh, well, yeah the like. music, the music brought me back into the moment. It brought exactly. me back into ninety. 93, 97, mm-hmm. 95, because you will remember those songs. But the, the one thing that I, I appreciate the most about that is how they gave us an inside look on how Michael Jordan prepared himself for opponents by psyching his own mind, like telling himself, like, this guy said this. When a guy never even said nothing about him, and he goes mm-hmm. out there and gives 40 points, and the guy even never did anything to him, and how... You know, we got an inside look on how Rodman, because I, I totally forgot about that. Rodman went to go WCW. Yeah. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. And I remember it right when he said it. And one thing I, too, I noticed that, and it's going to be something small. Michael Jordan tied his own shoelaces. And, like, you know, I'm thinking, like, he had somebody. <laughs> this is me, man. Like, you're Michael Jordan. I'm thinking your Jordans already came ready. Lace. Bro, he, he's he's not Eddie Murphy and coming to America, fucking nah, <laughs> sleeping with his bathers and Bruh. shit. The royal Listen, penis is clean here, right, Ernest. Jordan, Jordan was a god, <laughs> bro. Back in the day, you come on, man. You know he was a god. So you telling me that I'm watching Michael Jordan, you no, know, put his laces in mm-hmm. his own shoe? I'm like, yo, where's the equipment guy for that? That's his job. Yeah. So when Jordan goes to the bench, he goes to his locker. It's already ready. He knows what. He has all like four selections he can pick from. All right, I'm gonna go with the ones. I'm gonna go with the fives. I'm gonna go. They already ready. He can make yeah, the choice, and that's what got kind of got me a little bit. It's a small thing because me being in the NFL, you know, when we got to the when we got to the game, our shoes, our cleats was already there. Someone was lacing, lace. So we didn't have to worry about things like that. You know, Jordan did that. Mm-hmm. This is a small little thing, but to me, I felt like Jordan. Nah, he don't tie his own laces, but he just put them on and go to the court. I think I, I I found that pretty interesting too. It was kind of um, it was it was kind of peaceful, like to see a guy because you see all his how crazy his life is, you know how he can't go outside of his hotel room, 
how he lives in seclusion, yet he's the most popular guy, and all this mythology to the guy. But there is some type of like peacefulness about how he gets to the game and he just sits there and he has his moment where he's lacing up his shoes, like something so basic, like a little task. Kind of like how everybody says, oh, if you wake up every morning and you make your bed, you've accomplished something for the day. You know, and I'm like, oh, shut up. But then I see Jordan doing that. And I'm like, damn it, I'm going to make my bet. Um, but you know what I'm saying? It, it was, I, I feel you. I feel you on that. It, it, make, was, it makes him human. It makes him yes. human. Yes. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, when I, when I thought of Jordan, though, honestly, like, we didn't have social media back then. So if we got a glimpse of any basketball player, or football mm-hmm. player, it's like you had to you had to burn that into your retina because you're not going to know if you ever see him again. Yep. I remember seeing Patrick Ewan walking in the Coconut Grove when he was playing the Miami Heat when they had the playoffs back then. And he was walking down going uh, to the Coco Wall. He looked like a like a slender man because he was so tall. He was walking. <laughs> I'm like, yo, who, like we knew we were running into him. You know, me and my cousin trying to get an autograph. We ain't got an autograph, but he gave us a high five. And you're like, yo, nice. like these guys are like gods. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, seeing him being a human by like just the basic thing, tying his own shoelace, it yeah. brings me back into like, man. Like this guy was like the most popular guy next to even him, him, Michael Jackson, and probably Eddie Murphy at that time were the most popular guys in the black community. So oh yeah, 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 yeah. So he was at another level. Yeah, it just it just made me it made me feel more comfortable about him. I'm Jordan. I love Jordan, man. That's Jordan can never do wrong. He can never Jordan can never do wrong. Jordan can go uh, kick a baby in the face. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 baby yeah. probably, the baby probably scored two points on him, and he wanted to prove a point, dog. That's how Jordan can't do no wrong, man. I love my Maybe he can't do no wrong, but uh, I don't know. I'll tell you this. I agree with, with pretty much everything you're saying. I, I thought the shoelace thing was interesting. I thought the whole... I oh I you know I did I did and I I, I thought the whole like construct of everything the it, it all made sense the show but there was a couple of things like you know everybody's talking about all the good stuff oh it was cool all oh, this and that but I want to talk about a few things that I thought were a little like okay the whole thing is a fluff piece obviously this is all oh, yeah. to build, this whole thing is about building up MJ and making him look like you know this god and everything and they did a great job at it I yeah. think it's it's it, they they achieved that. But there was a couple of things that I take a little uh, onus to, and, and, and it kind of bothers me, which is, like, all right, bro, I get it. You're the most competitive guy ever, ever and you always want to win. But, like, they kept finding a reason to say why he played so hard in every matchup that he had, and it got, like, kind of annoying, you know? Like, oh, yeah. why did you play? So what was your motivation in that 97 finals against the Jazz? Oh, Carl Malone got the MVP. That's why I wanted to win. And I was going to show him wrong. Like, come on, bro. Like, all right, we get that. Like, like, and when you can't, like, you can't say, being a professional athlete, bro, you can't say that. Because if you're playing an 82 game season, if you're playing an game season, and you already know you're the best player in the world, you already know you're Michael Jordan, you got to find motivation in some type of shape or form. So, if Carl Malone getting the MVP was gas on his flame, like he all he needed was some gas. He already got the flame. That gave him more flame in order to go into that playoffs and dominate 
like that's okay for a competitor because you got to remember you can put we have bulletin bulletin board material. Like, I get so that. When, like so when a team says, "Oh, we're gonna have our parade," uh, this is the day of the parade, and the Super Bowl hasn't even happened yet. Yeah, you use that as inspiration or motivation, depending on how you want to say it. I so get that. Michael Jordan, each game he needs that because sometimes when you're playing an 82 game season, if you're playing against the 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 the, the Denver Nuggets, who's the worst team in the NBA. You got to find something in order for you to get on the floor and score 50 or score 40 to, 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 keep, your, to keep your name as the best player in the game. So, so I like, see nothing wrong with find him finding, yeah. finding people to point at to, to fuel his, his anger or his, his, his madness. Yeah, TD, I, I, agree with, I agree with you, TD, because like, that's what I picked up on also. It's like, yeah, you're Michael Jordan. You got to find something because it's hard to just motivate yourself Constantly, you have to find some sort of motivation anywhere, right? But I do think the documentary itself, it, it, it did reach a point where, like, every other thing was like, oh, yeah, you yes. know, this is what Jordan used. And I'm like, okay, yeah, we get it. He does that. Can we talk about something else? I don't you know need what to I mean? see each one thing. Like, the one, yeah. like, um, when they were talking about the series against Seattle, right? And uh -huh. he's, uh, he's having dinner with, I forget who he was having dinner with. I don't know if it was somebody from Seattle or something. But anyway, he sees George Carl, the coach of the, the Sonics, eating Sean at Kemp, the same restaurant. What, something like that. And he's, no, no, no. He's, it, was actually, it was actually on a basketball court. He saw him on a basketball court. No, it was at he, dinner. No, no, no. It was, it was at dinner. They were at dinner. Oh, the and, okay, okay. And he's like, oh, I know George Carl. We both went to North Carolina. We have ties. Yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. George Carl just walked by him. And he's like, that's it. That's all I needed right there. I was motivated. And I'm like, dude, you're 72 and 10 that season. You don't need George Carl walking by and that being the principal motivation yes, you do. for you to beat yes, the Sonics. You no, yes, you, you yes, needed you to. Do. 72 yes, you and 10 is yes, your motivation. The same guy who was drafted in the seventh round who had no chance of, of getting drafted in the first round and he feels like he should be the first round pick. He takes that energy every single week in football in, in order for him to go out there and play at a championship level. So Tom, the reason Tom Brady is the way he is, he finds every reason to play mad. Yeah. Tom Brady felt like he was the best quarterback coming in the draft that year. He yeah, got you, drafted. You can't. And he, he got drafted whatever round he did, but look what he's doing now. So you can't, right, you, yeah, you can't for 15 years. Person, what happened? You can't for 15 years only rely on self-motivation to be the best player in the world for 15 exactly. straight years, you gotta find, you gotta get creative. To fuel you. Okay. So George Call, George Call. Obviously, I, I think he said it was fake, right? When he did that, I can't remember. The, no, no, I, he said it. He said it happened. Okay, so, so you're telling me that if you're walking by somebody and you feel like you're the best anchor at ESPN, whatever, you, but you're not given, you're not given the respect that you don't do, and they give you an assignment to do and go, you know, interview somebody, you're gonna do everything possible to make that interview be the best interview ever. You're going to have your B-roll. You're going to have your edit looking like you're going to have your graphics. But each week, you're going to do that in order to tell ESPN, hey, look, this is why I feel like I'm the best. So every week, you find a motivation. You're going to see a female who you feel like should be on sports center that day, or you're going to use that as a motivation. So the point is, Jordan has to find a reason every single week in order for him to get on the court and dominate. Because if he leaves it, if he leaves it up to himself, just to go out there and self-motivate, He'll, he'll be burnt out by week 15. Okay. I, I'll say this. You, you have somebody agreeing with you here. Um, mm -hmm. But can you – And okay, again, 
I'm just trying to spin this around a little bit and see it from a different perspective. Can't there be something? Can't something be said about somebody who's that much better than everybody, who's so on top of everything, not having to resort to pet? Because to me, some of this stuff, the way it was portrayed on the documentary, seems extremely petty. Again, you gotta blame ESPN. You can't blame Jordan. Okay, okay, but but Joe, no, but but you know what? Jordan maybe it is, maybe it is petty. Maybe it is petty. But that's where Jordan had to go to find that motivation because he even said it. There was some times where in the games where, yeah, he's playing, but then as something happens and then he like takes it up a notch because you, you, you can't, you can't self-motivate yourself to that extent constantly for fucking 15 years to play at, to play your hardest at, at every second of the game. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, but. You, you got to make shit up. <laughs> there's a lot of guys that have had great careers, obviously, and they, they've been successful, and everybody motivates but themselves how, how, differently. But how don't you know they didn't use that formula? The only reason you know Jordan used that formula because ESPN mm. promoted it. But yeah. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. And the I know that a lot of people do use that formula, but I also know that a being like this, like he's – dude, his acceptance speech at the Hall of Fame – was an F you to anybody who ever doubted him. And it's like, dude, you're mm -hmm. so big that even at this moment of self-humility and just thanking everybody for your own accomplishments, you're still going to be picking at people who doubted you? Like, that's one knock on Jordan that his competitiveness almost turns into pettiness and it rubs a lot of people the wrong way, myself included. That, but, that, but that's why he's on route. But that's why he's sitting on the mountain by himself. That's fine. That's, that's fine. Always be the but I'm saying there's a lot of people that don't, you know, follow at every footstep of his and adore everything that he does. And to me, I think a lot of people look at this and they're like, dude, did, did they really need to, like, show every single person that he had to use as motivation? Like, yeah. I felt there was way too much of that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, because, because Carmelo, we, George Carl, that guy, that random Washington Bullets player in every, the 80s. Every guy. You know, like... Hey, nobody, nobody's, nobody's free, bro. Uh, nobody's free. Nobody's free. Well, you're trying to be the greatest of all time. Because this is what you don't understand, Edwin. You're trying to, you're trying to make yourself... You're trying to make yourself in a... You're trying to put yourself in a conversation nobody else can go in. Kobe can't go yeah. in a conversation with Jordan. LeBron James can't go in a conversation with Jordan. And both of those players are petty. God uh, rest, uh, rest your soul, Kobe Bryant. Shaq is petty. Shaq is one of the most pettiest guys in the NBA. But he's the most dominant NBA uh, center of all time. Charles, ba Charles Barkley is petty. But he doesn't have a championship ring. No. So you can't, you can't use Jordan's formula as a, as a knock on his success. Because if he didn't use that formula, we won't be talking about your Jordan. Because his, his mother, his mother helped him get through that pettiness because he didn't want to go see Nike. If yeah. he let his pettiness take over, he we, we would have been getting George from Converse or goddamn uh, Adidas. <laughs> so that's why Jordan is the everything happens for a reason. That's why Jordan is at on he he has his own. You have Mountain Rushmore and you have Jordan Mountain. You, <laughs> Jordan is nobody else on that mountain. Nobody. I get you. I get you. Again, again, I'm just showing a different perspective as someone who I love Jordan. I got a pair of J's right there. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I'm a fan. I think everything, but I'm not an obsessive, like, Oh my God, Jordan, you know, like I've never been like that. I think he's great. And me watching that, that part just like, 
Uh, I can't God. tell because when can't you saw him at uh, the jump. baseball, we saw him at the baseball thing. You got googly mm-hmm. eyes because you said, "Oh my God, it's Michael Jordan." <laughs> what? When you saw yeah, him at spring training. Of course. Exactly. Of course. But like, like that. but I'm just saying, like, it, it's just, you know, it's funny. I think, I don't know if we talked about this, but I, I, I think I mentioned this to Gus. I really wish I would have like given him a fist bump when I saw him, man. Exactly. I'm kind of regretting yeah. that part. Um, especially yeah, you would have touched touch history. Yeah. I'm just saying, like I said, as I, I'm, I'm finding some stuff that, you know, everybody's talking about all the good stuff. I wanted to talk about the other stuff. You know what I mean? Um, the other thing that I thought was kind of like, I thought that they, um, they, uh, they painted, or let me not say what I thought, but what did you think of the portrayal of Scottie Pippen in the documentary? Because there's been talk and he's been quoted as saying that he was, he's been quoted and then he didn't quote it, but he's been, he's been, let me try it again. He said that he didn't like the portrayal of himself in the documentary do right. you feel um, how do you feel about that so in, in jordan straight out of jordan's mouth he said there is no michael jordan without scotty pippen he said that the only the only part where they portrayed him negatively is when he refused to come off the bench that's what, that's the only time and, that, and that's his own fault that's his own doing and exactly and, 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 and there's no editing and that that is what it is that that yeah. everybody knew that happened it's not like they made shit up or they showed something that nobody knew about yeah, you know that that happened. And everybody and, and, knew about it. And I thought well, well, what he I, I, said. I'm sorry. Well, I, I thought what he I, said about not uh, even after all these years, not owning up to it, not just saying, mm-hmm. "Hey, my bad. It was a bad decision." But he says, "If I if it happened again, I'd do the same thing." And it's like exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, so to answer your question, he portrayed. He already he. People, I never knew Scott. I for one, I never knew about that. That's one thing I didn't know that he didn't come going to the game mm-hmm. in the last minute when he got into the playoffs. Uh, and uh, whoever made that shot put him in the playoffs. But uh, it was John Paxson, I think. It was Kukoc. Kukoc made the shot. Kukoc, I'm sorry. Uh, Tony Kukoc. And it was in and the I didn't know that. But that's basically, that basically gives you a window of how Scottie Pippen is. You know, he's, he's somewhat selfish at, to a degree. And it's okay. Because I can, I can understand his pain when Michael Jordan is gone and he's supposed to be the guy but Phil Jackson doesn't draw up the play for him. He draws it up for uh, uh, Tony Kukoc. And I would take that personal, too. So, But his reaction after that, when he said, if I had a chance to do it all over again, I'll do it again, that right there shows me what kind of guy he is. And because if I had a chance to do it all over again, if I made a poor choice on being a part of a team and I take the, the, the sucker way out, if somebody give me another chance to do it, I'll do it the right way in order for myself to be, to be respected amongst my fellow peers. So... Um, no knock against Scottie Pippen. He's the best number two guy that you could ever put on your team. Uh, argument today is that do you think uh, LeBron James could have been a better number two than Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen? No. Oh, dude. LeBron, LeBron's the number the one. Thing, the thing about one. it is, I agree he could have been because LeBron James is a way better than a player than Scottie Pippen. Scottie oh, Pippen yeah. is a, he's a, he's a really good uh, small forward. But Scottie Pippen couldn't win championships by himself. Let's mm. just get that straight. No. Yeah, so, I, yeah, but, I but I think they paint the picture Scottie Pippen gave us, and it was I'm sure yeah. even when you see Scottie Pippen talking with ESPN, he's very mellow. He's very like cool, chill. So I'm sure the editors had to make him seem more engaging. They had to play around with yeah. his footage, but I don't he's think not like, really an engaging guy. 
I think I think Scotty Pippen is he comes off likable like on ESPN on the jump yeah, and all that course, stuff. I don't think this makes him come off any less likable at all. I think he's, no, he's a very likable guy. Yeah. But what I'm saying, his energy as a as a person uh, as uh-huh. a person that you want to see on TV is not there. Oh yeah, yeah, like, no, I don't. Yeah. I won't miss Scotty Pippen on TV. He's not. You he's not a super exciting. Yeah, I, I yeah, get what you're so saying. I'm so, so I'm assuming when he was interviewing him and talking to him about hey your experience yeah. with Michael Jordan, I'm sure he was like so mellow and nonchalant about it. But his you know his, his level of, of excitement is not hit the value that he brings to it's shows not, like The not, Jump. Not, he, not, it, not, his value comes in like stories that he tells or you know the yeah. way that he can analyze the game and shit like yeah. that. That's, because let's think about it. If Scottie Pippen never played with Michael Jordan, he would have been a forgettable character in the NBA. Like a lot of other people that played against like Michael Jordan. People, you know what I'm saying? No, see, to me, Dennis Robin was never on a... Like, Den- if Dennis Robin would have stayed Dennis Robin on any other team, he would have never been a forgettable character. Like, Charles Barkley is yeah, not no, a forgettable no. person. No. You know Charles Barkley is not forgettable. You you love Charles Barkley. Mm-hmm. You know you know who you know who Carl Malone is. You know who Tracy McGrady is. But I feel like if 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 Scottie Pippen was by himself, he would have been forgettable. He would have been like uh, Stephon Marbury. You know, say so he would have <laughs> faded into oblivion. <laughs> Maybe Hold Sean on, Marion, Sean Marion. Maybe. Wait, wait, wait. Look, before anyone fades into Bolivia, let me tell, let me say something here. Uh, and you just mentioned something I forgot to mention before. I want to take a step back here. I want to take a step back here. All right, so we're you know this whole pettiness thing. Going back to it, there's a there's a reason. So, um, mad at Carl Malone for beating it, for winning the MVP. You know, but I thought it was very good that they showed Carl, who went into the team bus after losing mm-hmm. the finals and congratulated Jordan in person. Carmelo, I, I thought I was like, like, yo, and it's like you're gonna be petty about that guy winning a thing, and he came up to you and congratulated you like a real man. And this is the same guy. Who, hold on, hold on. Edwin, Remember you, the you forum miss, complained about the Pistons not shaking you, hands and shit. But but, but he he was Carmelo when the Pistons were beating him. He did the exact same thing. He congratulated them. He congratulated them. Problem with Carmelo. So. Carl Malone going on the bus to shake his oh, hand was not an issue. Fire. Even, even fire. what Jordan, Jordan even said, he earned he earned the, the MVP that year. He played great. But nah. I needed that to happen in order for me to have the fuel. All right, all right, all right. Well, I, I after watching the show, uh, one thing that stuck out to me, man, which was pretty interesting. Um, He's like the water boy. He has to visualize and attack. <laughs> yeah. Okay, when you put it like that, okay, now now you're now you're playing to my my uh <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. I like that comparison. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I didn't play too much Okay, I thought this was interesting. So Jordan, he got cut in high school, or he didn't make varsity when he was what a sophomore. Yeah. Yes. He didn't make varsity a sophomore year. Sophomore. Um, Steve Kerr got one offer to play college, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, Dennis Rodman got one offer also from a small school in Oklahoma. Yep. Scotty Pippen was the freaking equipment manager at middle of nowhere, Arkansas, yeah, um, you know, uh, university. And all four of them were integral parts of, you know, this second dynasty. Mm-hmm. And Steve yeah. Kerr is the only guy who, to win four championships in, in a row, row, I think. Some crazy shit yeah. like that. Bro, that's that's something, man. Like, it, it, it takes you, like, it shows you, man. It doesn't matter how you start, it's how you finish, you know. Mm-hmm. And even if yep. it doesn't work out great... You see a lot of these guys that are hyped up, these ball brothers and stuff that you start hearing about from the time they're little kids. Yeah. The pressure. That's a different level of pressure. I get it. I'm not going to knock that. But I think it was refreshing 
you know, to look at it and, and understand it. I didn't know that stuff about Pippen in particular. You know, the fucking equipment manager at the college mm-hmm. level already. Like, are you kidding me, bro? What yeah. the yeah. fuck? Yeah. <laughs> That yeah, but he once he grew six, he grew six inches, and then the rest was history. Because he That's already had said. Grow, yeah, he grew he grew six inches in the in the summer. Look at you, you <laughs> said, he grew six inches in the summer, and 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 he already had a he already had a basketball uh, skill set. Yeah, so he was able to dominate after that. You know what? The one thing you know who's going to go down, um, just a little bit closer to Jordan's excellency. Yeah, it's oh. Steve Kirk, you know, as a coach. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, people people, people don't say too much about it because we we know Steve Kerr as the, the, the Spurs. I'm, I'm sorry, as the, uh, as the, Warriors. Um, the Warriors heads coach. But he won four championships and won another three with the basketball team. So he has seven in total. And, no, he's a and, and, he, and he handled everything correctly because – you know, I didn't even know his father was murdered in in uh in um in uh Lebanon. In, uh, what's that country? In Lebanon. Yeah. So and you know all these stories that that pe- like you said, Edward, like that piece this whole thing together, it, it makes it so special. And I'm I'm glad they brought Steve in, Steve Kerr last because they could have put him in first. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But obviously it wasn't it wasn't correlated going into the nineteen ninety-eight uh championship. So they had to find a way to get that in there. But they pieced him in so well and they stood they stayed away from obviously Warriors stuff. They didn't ask him, you know, how does this compare to the Warriors and all this stuff? They stayed away from that because the fact that they understand how important his shot was to yeah. win that 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 ninety-eight championship. You know, yeah. I, I can look at this documentary in, every month. And not get bored of it. Uh, let me ask you a um, uh, couple of uh, questions there. Now that this documentary is over, you look moving forward since the Bulls. You get what would you want to see? Do you want to see a Lakers dynasty that continues off of this with Phil Jackson and what he was able to accomplish? You know, winning five more championships, or would you want to see a spinoff with Steve Kerr and what he's been doing with the Warriors? Like, I think you know what though. That's that's a pretty tough. That's a great question, Edwin. They have a lot of room to make this like a trilogy because they can yeah. go to they can go to the Lakers and do that with them, and then after a couple mm-hmm. more years, go to Steve Kerr when he's done coaching and talk to you know Trey Tom. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Clay Thomas and and uh, Draymond Green and Steph Curry and bring that together. So ESPN, yeah. I think, did something and and made it more into like a trilogy like okay we're going to talk about the lakers and what they're they going to call it you know i don't know how they're going to call it but they're going to give it a give it a name and then find a way to put obviously we're going to give kobe his moment kobe's going to probably have five episodes by himself yeah. you know what i'm saying they can they can easily do that and uh-huh. find a way to you know make Shaq more involved so now, I, yeah I, I like that Edward. that was a great that was a great question man I, I'm, I'm curious i want to see I, I think both would be interesting spinoffs man we should you know what let's do a poll Let's do a poll after we're done here on the... By the way, if you're watching, check out our new Facebook um, group that we just started. It's called the Lemon City Live Daily Lemonade. We figured, you know what? We we go on Instagram and we have an audience there. We have an audience on Twitter. We have an audience on Facebook through the page. But we wanted to have a place where everybody can communicate at the same time and share things and not be limited to the limitations of 
the channel that they're using. Like on Instagram, you can only comment on somebody's post, but you can't share anything. You can't engage with them so much. On Twitter, you have a character limitation because, you know, you can only reply so much and you can't really put too much media. So we were like, you know what, let's just create a place. Not, I know it's not for everybody, but if you're watching and you have Facebook, search Lemon City Live, Daily Lemonade. That's a great place for, that's a place where the three of us are active and we engage with everybody and at the same time just create a community where, you know, people are involved talking shit and that's what I want to see, man. I, I want people, what are you laughing at, Gus? Long, long story short, we wanted yes. to create a community where we can all engage with each other. Yes. Thank okay, you. Sorry. I'm, I'm giving the next... Term. Because man, all right. The piggyback, what you were saying though, Edwin, you think they should do something like that with the heat? The heat with when oh. LeBron James came here? You know, I think I think I think in due time. I think in due time. Yeah. Um yeah. I think um I it, you know, oh I, I saw this um fuck, I didn't save it, but there was a, a list going around. I don't know who put it out, if it was ESPN or something. Um and they had listed the top um big threes of Recent errors, like that. Yeah, I saw that. Uh -huh. And it had Jordan Pippen and Rodman as number one. But then I had a beef with who they put number two. And it wasn't oh, LeBron. It wasn't Kobe Shaq. It was, um, they had Tony Parker, Ginobili, and Duncan. Now, I know Duncan won five championships and Parker won like four and Ginobili won four and everything. But I'm sorry. I never looked at San Antonio like. First off, I never team. even called San Antonio a dynasty. I think to be yeah. a dynasty, you got to go back to back at least once. They never did that. They got they all their five that. championships yeah. spread out over time. I think it was True. a great thing what they True. did. I think they were a powerhouse, but I don't put them up in that same category. Um, and as far as big threes, I thought they had Bosch, Wade, and LeBron at like four or five or something, somewhere in the middle there. Um, yeah, I'll share yeah. it in the, in the new group. I'll share it mm -hmm. there and see what uh, what people think and, and whatnot. But... Um, <clears throat> no, I agree. Yeah, when that was that was great. I, I, you know, I, yeah. I agree with you twice today, bro. That's rare. That's very rare. <laughs> yeah. I, that's rare. I, I don't know if it's my back, like going to my brain. But I, I agree with you twice today. Yeah, yeah. You've been I, on, I the, that on the on the DL too much. Ginobili and Tim Duncan. It was a great yeah. team, but I don't. Never, I never considered them a big three. Me nah. personally. So you know, never when, did either. You know, they. I pay. I give them the respects of the NBA because they were a great team, but not not mm. in that category. Putting number two as a P three. Now I feel, like, um, I feel like they were consistent enough to win championships when there was like no other dominant team. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you want to put them in the big three conversation, not number two. They could have slide. Yeah, down exactly. Like, Throw yeah. them down. Exactly. It was way yeah, too like, high. Don't put them number two. If you want to consider them big three, oh, fair enough. But they Man. don't. They don't rank in the top five. Hell, not even, not even. Um, okay, another one. So it came out today that the guy who delivered the pizza to Adam Sick for the flu game, he says, yo, that's total BS. Like, he's calling crap on the whole story. Uh -huh. I don't know. You know, we're factually unfactual. I don't fact check shit. So I'm going to take the guy's word for it. Do you, do you, what do you guys think? Do you think the, 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 do you think the, the people in some pizza parlor – said, oh, this pizza's going out to Jordan. I don't know how they would know it's going out to Jordan other than they know he's staying at the hotel. But they're, I not feel gonna like... tell him, they're not going to tell him it's going out to Jordan. They, they exactly. won't. The, they only thing they would, the only thing I think they would know is like, oh, they're delivering it to the hotel. That Hell, the what an NBA at. team is, yes. yes. But even then, like, I'm sure they'd like, if you're Jordan's handlers, because you saw he's surrounded by like a tight group of people, I feel like they would have said, hey, we're going to order a pizza. They would have should have gone to pick it up. Or if they do do delivery, they wouldn't have, you know, like, guy here, you know what I mean? 
And the then story, what the, the fuck, dude? Sketchy. That's what you're saying. Yeah, the like come sketchy. on, man. Like they show up with the pizza, and then you nobody touches it. I ate the whole pizza. Five so. guys, like, get the fuck out. Five guys, five guys in the car. Come on, man. Like, come on. Now I'm kind of calling bullshit too. Don't get me wrong. Like, I, I'm not saying the story is not true, but five guys in a uh, and cars weren't big back then. It didn't have like a fucking Yukon Denali. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, 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 Come on, man. Utah. It wasn't like Amish people. And, in and you in Utah, too. You know what I'm saying? You probably riding in a fucking Pontiac Savannah, some shit like that. So <laughs> I, I think I think Jordan did get sick. I really think he did get sick. I'm not okay. going to doubt that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it probably was the pizza. It probably could have been some earlier, and then he mixed the pizza, and then they probably got him sick. Or yeah. it could have been food poison. So I, but I, I'm not gonna say it didn't it didn't happen because you know Jordan, you know what you would add when you probably you probably would have said oh he want to probably put some more pizzazz on the game oh Jordan plays sick in game seven he scored forty two yeah. and come to find out he was never sick he just wanted people to say he was sick you know what I'm saying like nah. you no know, he was I, don't sick. Think I thought the f- that he Jordan, was sick I thought the remember remember Jordan can't do no wrong bro <laughs> I know I know this is why. This is why I tread lightly with you guys because I know one guy in particular. You know, I got to be careful what I say about you know your your airness. Gus, you're gonna say something. Do no I don't. I don't mind what you say. Gus just you know, just say factual I shit. Went all the way, Gus. He cannot do no wrong. <laughs> <laughs> if George come and slap me in my face right now, I ask myself, what did I do wrong? you don't know. You don't. You don't ask yourself anything. You just say thank you. I, I'm not gonna say thank you. I'm gonna go probably win some money. I'm not even gonna sue him. Damn, dude. Nah, nah, nah. Nah, real talk. I'll I'll probably be like, what the fuck? I would be weird. Weirded out. Yeah, I'll probably ask for some shoes, though. I'll probably get, I gotta get some shoes. Now, I saw, yeah, I'll definitely ask for some shoes. Now, with the whole flu game story, I thought, you know, wow, what a great fucking mythology. Like, this whole, this whole documentary was so fucking amazing. Like, because everything was just like, bro, this is a movie. Like, are you kidding me? But I thought it was funny. There was a, a former or a football player named Andrew Hawkins. I don't know if yeah. he's still playing or whatever. But, I, I, um, I was with him with the Montreal Alouettes when I was in Canada because he's with the team for a little bit. And he also came to the broadcast the boot camp. So he's a really cool dude. Oh, you know Andrew Andrew Hawkins? Oh, okay, cool. I, I, we, like, we, he probably Broadcast. won't remember me, honestly. But I was in when I was with the Montreal Alouettes in Canada in 2010 because yeah. we had Coach Tressman as the coach. He was on a team, but he was hurt. I got he, uh, you. he was dealing with an like, ankle issue. So right. after that, he went and got signed with the Bengals and the rest is history. Yeah, but, he's um, with the... Yeah, but, uh, yeah, and I was also with the broadcasting boot camp with him that he articulates very well as a, as a sports guy. And he was yeah. able to get picked up by, uh, I think he works with ESPN, and he works with, uh, he has his own Twitter uh, podcast uh, that he does every, uh, every week. So, yeah, yeah. B- big ups to Andrew Hawking. But go ahead with your story. Well, anyway, Andrew for sure remembers you because nobody can forget the presence of being in the presence of Tenard Davis. Number one, uh, number number two, he just he sent out a tweet after the the uh, the thing. I don't know if you guys seen the tweet, but it was awesome. He wrote he wrote my second year in the league, wild card playoffs versus the Titans. I got sick as fuck, hundred and two temperature, had to switch my room so I wouldn't get AJ Green sick. All I was thinking is I'm going MJ flu game on him. I had two catches for 15 yards and a fumble. And we and lost. lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you see what he does? Yeah, like, because I follow him on Twitter, too, and his, uh, he does little stories, and he did a reenactment of Rodman one time. 
Uh, it was great, bro. It was great, man. And bro, we, we got to get him on. Again, he's, he's doing a great job with his content, man. Like big yeah. ups to him, bro. He's doing a great job with his uh, with his with his uh, with his uh, name. Ah, man, that's what's up. But we got to get him on, man. I, I I like that. I like you know when you can look at it and 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 from that perspective, I thought that was really dope. But um, all right, now we talked flu game. We talked you know my gripe with pettiness. But the big, I thought the biggest reveal, maybe in the whole series, maybe in the whole documentary, the biggest reveal and the biggest news thing was what you saw in episode 10 at the end when Jordan said that he was down to run it one more time if they had figured, if they were, if they were to do it, you know? Yeah. Yep. Now, obviously, you know, Pippen left to the Rockets, Rodman got released, Kerr. Uh, released, Jordan retired, and Phil, uh, I believe, Steve, left. Steve was traded. Steve was traded to the Spurs. Yeah, to, traded to Spurs. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at everything that happened afterwards, but man, it, it seems like, like I don't know what he's trying to 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 accomplish by saying this at this point in time, because man, this just left a lot of people going, "Yo, what the fuck? What do you mean you were gonna run it back one more time?" Like, and then the fact that they didn't. Um, like really dissect that as much as I wanted them to. Like, so okay, you just said you would have run it, like, but you guys never talked about it. And the only real like tidbit they gave you is that Phil says that um, uh, what's the the owner's name? Jerry Jerry Reinsdorf. Reinsdorf calls him into his office, and says, "Hey, if you know the job is yours, if you want to come back, even though at the beginning of the season, which the whole Jerry Krause thing at the beginning of the season, saying I don't care if you go eighty two and zero, you're, you're you know this is your last year, like." There was a lot of weird shit in there. Like, well, you guys are in the middle of, like, the, you're going for six championships in eight years and all this stuff. Why would you put this bad juju? I know there's egos, and I know there's a lot of stuff involved and everything. But, man, but going back to it, the fact that Phil Jackson says that he did have this conversation, but yet there was no other information about it. Like, how do you not go, hey, Jordan, Pip, Rodman, you guys yeah. that are important, Steve Kerr, come here. All you guys that are that are a big factor, let's just sit down. Let's is there a chance that we can do this, or are we just gonna stay quiet and ignore each other like a bitter couple and then just you know wash this away? You know what I mean? Like that to, part to, to answer to answer your, to get to your question though, Edwin. Um it is it, it's easy to see it's put it in that frame that once the championship was over, that these guys didn't communicate with, with each other, you know, they didn't like the general management, they already had a, a issue with how he he mm-hmm. conducted himself as a general manager, and he was. It was more him. It was more about the business instead of the players. Now mm-hmm. you gotta think. Of, you gotta think about it. Uh, the owner himself knew the cap. He couldn't keep all these players. So, at, at, in a in a uh, uh, owner position, you're not going to go to guys like Michael Jordan and all these guys to take a pay cut because you already kind of know the answer to it. You know what I'm saying? And so, and this general manager wasn't going to go to them either. Because he didn't want to go behind the the the, uh, the CEO, I mean, not the CEO, uh, the owner's back. He already told Phil Jackson he's not going to come back, but the CEO is about to go behind the general manager back to bring Phil Jackson back. So there's so many moving parts that, and for one, you got a lot of chiefs that are in the kitchen trying to cook. When the head chief, who really coordinates everything, that's the owner, is the final say. So when he went to Phil Jackson, and Phil said, "Hey, I'm not going to do it." He kind of, it, it, you think about it, it no, really this. was Phil's fault. Because if Phil said, I'm coming back, everything else would have took care of itself. So Phil not coming back is the only reason why this thing wasn't put together. 
So it, it, you can't put it on Jordan. You can't put it on Pippen. You got to put it on Phil because Phil was brought. He gave Phil the envelope. Hey, I want to bring you more time. Phil's like, nah, because he didn't want to get in with the GM again. He already had issues with the GM, and he didn't want to be in that room again. But I just think yeah. if you're if you got all these, but at the end it becomes a question of numbers, man. If you got Jordan. If you got Rodman and you got uh, Phil Jackson, who obviously him and he was on the corner of Jordan. If if they came in and said, "Look, yo, we want to do this. This guy doesn't want us to do this." I'm pretty sure they're gonna listen to Jordan and the larger group. As much as Jay Ryan, uh, as Jay Cross was uh, an important figurehead in 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 creating all this stuff, I still think like they, you know, like they would have listened. I just, I just find, I think, point, I think we're not being told. You're missing the point. Phil Jackson did not want to work with the GM anymore. So regardless of the fact, the GM had to go. But then he yeah. wasn't going to fire the GM. But I'm saying... Can't I, fire but the GM because he brought six championships. But you, but okay, you can't fire the GM, but you, but if you're the greatest player in the world and the coach has won six championships and the rest of the team say, hey, we want to come back, but we don't want this guy back as great as the GM was, I the think they would listen to the players. not coming back without Phil Jackson. You, you keep I know, but I'm that. saying if Phil Jackson said, I, I'm just saying, I if think Phil, Phil Jackson, Jackson had back, the clout. would have came back. If Phil I'm just, Jackson would have came back, they would have came back. I get There's it. I get no it. What I'm, saying, what I'm saying is if Phil Jackson had said to the owner and said, hey, I would like to come back, if we get rid of the the GM, I'll he, come but he back. He wasn't going to do it though. He but wasn't going to do it. I'm just saying no. that's the thing. That's I find it no. a little weird to, no. to throw that in at the end of the documentary. Like, oh, I had this conversation. Because believe oh, it or not, that, and then you got you got you, so don't, like, don't, all right, no shit, shit on the GM now. The GM is the architect of the architect yeah, no, no, for sure. Whole. I think I think the documentary so, painted him negatively too much. You can't fire him, Gus. It's bigger. than believe it or not, it's bigger than Jordan. The team, the the Bulls is bigger than Jordan. So you got to think about it. If you take away the GM, that team never happens. Exactly. So, so like the, so from, from the owner's him. perspective, from the owner's perspective, I feel like he didn't want to, like he, he felt like Jerry Klaus could have built another championship potential team. Maybe he wasn't going to like, obviously you can't ask him to build what he had just built, but he probably felt like he could put him in position to maybe win another championship down the line. And he didn't want to sacrifice all the years of the future for just one more season. You know what I mean? Exactly. I mean that's probably where he was coming from. Exactly. Exactly. All so, right. So if Phil would have came back, if Phil would have came back, it would have been a toxic environment between him and the GM. Automatically. If Phil well, knew that. I think, so I, think Phil, I think it's fair so to say that if... coming back is the reason why this thing never happened. Well, I think it's fair to say that if, if they did come back and run it again, Kraus wouldn't be there. I don't think unless know, he would have... Sure. For he sure. would have. He would have had to have been like, all right, you know, I'm. I was wrong all he along. He would have walked out. He would have. Yeah, yeah. He, they would have. He would have probably so, walked out on his own. Yeah. So now let's let's look at this. Who won the championship the following year? The Spurs. The Spurs. It was strike. There was a lockout that season. They beat the yeah. Knicks. Uh, yeah, it was a 55 game season. So yeah. the age of the Bulls players wouldn't have played a factor. Pretty like not as big. Yeah, they would. It would have helped them out. It would have helped. Them. It would have been beneficial. Now. Out of which I thought this was interesting too. Obviously, the Bulls the, in their whole run through the six championships, the only time they faced the game seven was twice, and the against the Pacers, uh, right before the Eastern Conference Finals, mm-hmm. that was the uh, the last time and only the second time that that happened during the run. That's impressive. I, I can't, mm-hmm. you know, can't fuck. There's nothing you, you got no answer for that, man. I, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I got to a game seven, so um, but anyway, I think. 
that team, because the way it was painted in the documentary was that that Pacers team was probably the toughest challenge that they had in the East, especially throughout yeah. the six years that they won. You know, that was a team that they didn't match up well with. They mm-hmm. they struggled with. I mean, Reggie Miller, I mean, he was he was all over the place. You had the, the Duncan Dutchman. You had everybody. Now, they ended up getting bounced in the first round by the Knicks the following year in the playoffs. In 98? Yeah. They got bounced in the first round, as the and they were the, the one seed because the Knicks were an eight seed. And obviously it was just, you know, the, the lockout shortened season. Mm-hmm. But if they say the Bulls came back, let's say, I, I think if it would have happened, I think everybody would have come back except Pippen. I don't think Pippen, Pippen was, he signed that, that, that contract early on in his career where he wasn't getting paid. And they, they made a good emphasis of showing that, that, you know, that he was underpaid, but yo, you signed that contract. Jordan signed a contract that was similar. He just got paid a little more. And then once his contract was up, he signed those 30-something million dollar a year contracts, you know, one-year deals. So I knew – I don't think Pippen would have come back for one year under a, a small thing like that. They wouldn't be able to afford him. I think Pippen, no matter what, he was going to cash in that big paycheck. You know what I mean? And rightfully yeah. so. He's been this guy, and he did. He signed this huge deal with uh, the Rockets right after. So I don't think he comes back. But I still think you could have gotten Rodman Kerr, Jordan, most of those guys, maybe picked up somebody – um, I heard uh, I was listening to some uh, some people talking this week, and they were saying that Kraus was actually really really big on Tracy McGrady. Tracy McGrady, that he, mm-hmm. yeah. that he was real real high of uh, uh, on Tracy McGrady. That maybe he could have um, put him on. So who knows? I mean, it's one of those things that maybe they could have filled it. In. I personally, I personally believe, I personally believe Pippen would have came back. You think so? I maybe Pippen would have because one, it was a short season because of the lockout. Yeah. Yeah, and two, I'm sure they would. They could have padded his paycheck the same way they did Jordan. Yeah. They could have brought. They brought it because the season was shortened, and they could have found a way in a contract, depending on the, how the CBA was structured, uh, to give him more money. Yeah, would have signed top. a one year, one year contract. Probably. Yeah, with a one year, probably would have gave him like double, like fifteen million dollars that year, just yeah. for one year. And mm-hmm. I think that would have made him happy. He still would have got his big payday because I don't think that season, that shortened season, would have affected his market value. Because yeah. there, he, he's still coming off of six championships. So uh, I think he would have came back for the one year because Jordan would have spoke to him as well. Yeah, yeah and, exactly. And, that, that's Jordan, what I was about to say. I think Jordan, yeah. the influence of Jordan would have been a big thing. Now, the question is, though, do they would they have won the following year? Because that Spurs team, bro, you had a rookie, Tim Duncan, a mm-hmm. seasoned uh, David Robinson who was, you know, on his downhill, but he was still a force. Uh uh, Sean Elliott was the guy over there that they had. Was one of the shooters. You know, they they were that was a good squad that would definitely they not match up well. John Avery had the point. Yes, uh, it, yeah. They, mm-hmm. I think, man. So, which leads me to think, and I think, I, I think the consensus is that the Bulls, uh, they keep making this analogy. You always want to leave a party fifteen minutes early, not leave a party fifteen minutes late. That's the analogy everybody's been using all week, and I think yeah. it's, yeah. I think it's perfect for this, and. I think even after all this stuff and after everything they said, could they have run it back and won seven and made it a four for four, you know, maybe. But if it didn't happen, then it, it's, I think there's more. But it's all, but it's all, you, you gave analogy saying that you you rather leave a party 15 minutes early. Than yeah, I think they did right. I think they did right. But, the way but, they think did. Of, but you never thought about this. What if it's your party? You ain't got to go nowhere. <laughs> and it, it was the, it, it was the Bulls' party. 
Bulls party. They they were still the reigning champion. They were still the people that people feared. They the team. They were the team that people feared. Yeah. And either way, they still would have been the best team in the East. The only team I think that would have gave them a goal was the Pacers. Even though the Pacers lost against the Knicks, the Knicks had a strong team. But when you play the Bulls, you bring your level up just a little bit more. And I think the yeah. Pacers would have they would have played the Bulls much harder. And they underestimated the Knicks. I, I'm yeah. just gonna say that they underestimated the Knicks. That's why they got blew blown out. Now. So, uh, but the thing is, though, I think the Bulls could have ran it back. I personally believe that Jordan still had a good two years left. A good two mm-hmm. years left at his prime. Um, and he could have took the Bulls. He could. I think he would have won that year. The year after that, it would have been up there because Houston Rockets was still good. The Knicks was playing really well. The, the, the Spurs was playing really well. So people would have called up to the triangle offense. And then you got a young, you got a young Shaq. Um, and Kobe, well, who, are, who are 2000 was the Lakers, well. 2000 was the Lakers, the Lakers first Lakers championship. Too, yeah, yeah, so but, I think, uh, um, I was listening to I was listening to Wilbon, and usually I don't agree with Wilbon because he's such a Miami it. hater, he's such a Miami hater, so I can't stand the guy. But he actually made a good point when, when you're playing in the park, you keep playing until somebody beats you, you know, it's just <laughs> next, who got next, who got next, and we and you know, the game got robbed of that. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you that, yeah, I'll give you that, but all right. Um, I want to answer this question right here. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Okay. So is there a GM today that could pull that move and not get fired? That and move, what yeah. movie are you talking about? What movie are you talking I'm assuming he's talking about the 82-0. Yeah, yeah, about getting rid of uh, getting rid of Phil Jackson, even if he would have won all the all the games. I think, you know, I think maybe um, uh, Pat Riley could probably get away with that. Well, here's the thing, yeah. though. Pat Riley is a team president. He's not a GM. I think if we're sticking strictly to the GM aspect, I don't think anybody could do it. I think this is yes, now. You, you know what? I, I I really think so. I'm sorry for cutting you off. And this is Edwin. This is why he made that team. If he was a G, if he would have walked in, like if he was a GM coming outside into that situation and start taking people apart, and he had no reasons, he had no influence on putting that team together. No, he was the one that constructed that whole entire team. If you're the GM that constructed it, you are the GM that can break it apart. So I think if a GM, like say for instance the the uh, the uh, Warriors, if a GM who built that team together and decided, hey, I want to get rid of Draymond, I want to get rid of Trey, he can do that because he's yeah. the reason that built that team. So I think, I think some GMs can still do that personally. Yeah, yeah, I think you have to have a body of work that comes close to what this guy had to then be able to tear it down. But yeah. first off, does anybody here know who the GM of the Warriors is? <laughs> uh, it's the logo, the logo, the logo. No, it's not Jerry West. <laughs> it's not Jerry West? No, he's not the GM. No, Jerry West is with the Suns, I think. Um, I think he's with the Suns, or he was in Memphis last I remember. But anyway, um, it's not Jerry West. The point is, we don't know who it is. And what's happened is that maybe – I agree with what TD said. The Warriors is probably the closest example we have to someone being maybe in the, you know, in the position to do something like that. Mm-hmm. But even then, I just think that right now, this is such a player-driven league right now that if the players want something, the owner is right now how it is. I think in the 90s, it was still a team uh, business first, players second. Players didn't Uh, have as much power as they do today. Exactly. But, man, with guys like LeBron and Durant and everybody having so much potential and the fact that they have not just so much power in what they say, but who they bring into their teams. You know what I mean? You got guys that are – the players are the GMs. LeBron is the GM in, in, in the Lakers. He's talking to the guys. He's doing the stuff. He's 
you know, saying, hey, come here, come AD, you know, I got you. So I think the actual GM, per se, you can't. They, he's going to be, you know, overruled by the owner who's yeah. going to be leaning and, you know, siding with the players. I think that's what it is. Great question, though, uh, uh, Evan. But, yeah, to get back to what you were saying, though, Edwin, a quick – let me pick it back up a little bit on that. The, the only the only way a GM can do it, if he built the team from the bottom up. Yeah. He's the only person that can break it apart. And nobody won't give him shit about it because he was the one who orchestrated it. But if you're a GM that comes in into, like, the Miami Heat with LeBron James and the Dwayne Wade and, and Chris Bosh already won two championships and you win one with him and then you start breaking apart – you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna get lynched in the city of Miami because yeah. you can't do that. So yeah, I think so, I agree. But um anyway, I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed the last dance. Um I think a perfect yeah. example of leaving a party too late, fifteen minutes late, was you know, Jordan coming back as a as a wizard. wizard. Yeah. I mean, I got the jersey. Sometimes there's some whack ass late parties, but you know, you still have fun. So, uh, you know, I got the jersey, and I'm happy that I got to see him play that year. That was the only time I got to see Jordan play uh, in person, so I'll, I'll take that with me. But, yeah, that's, I think that, that covers it. I think I hated, I hated it when he came back. I hated it. Yeah, it was, it was tough it. to watch at times. I, it yeah. was tough to watch at times. See, that's, and, that Jordan wasn't trying to motivate, find extra motivation everywhere. Exactly. That's why he didn't play like Jordan. Exactly. He wasn't yeah. trying. He wasn't trying. I didn't like it. All yeah, he wanted he to do was way to not be petty at the worst time, you know. And he, right. he was so bored. He was. He was tired of being the owner of a team. That's he what wanted to go play basketball. That was his. That was his. Uh, his motivation. I just want to be an owner. He didn't. He didn't. He doesn't need to win to be an owner. You yeah. know what I mean? And he, he he's the owner now, you know, over there. So, yep. but hey, you know what's uh, so funny though? Uh, yeah. Uh, fun fact: Jordan is worth more than the bull. The old Bulls owner now. Probably. So the owner used to own the Bulls back in the day mm-hmm. when Jordan was playing. Jordan is worth more than him right now. Nice. That's, That's crazy. Impressive. That's impressive, man. Um, but anyway, let's um, let's wind it down here a little bit. I want to thank everybody who's been watching so far. Thank you guys. Remember, uh, like us on all social media. There you go, the translator there. Um, like us on all social media at Lemon City Live or in LemonCityLive.com. And join the new Facebook group, Lemon City Live Daily Lemonade. It's on our page. You can find it in the group section. And if not, just hit us up here in the comments and we'll send you a link. But anyway, uh, before we, we wrap up, we started this week to get back to a little bit of normal. normality, normality sports-wise. Everything yeah. is still weird. But we're starting to finally see some live sports. Uh, mm-hmm. We had Bundesliga. You know, we had, uh, we've had Korean baseball. And it's, it's not a Hulu commercial, I promise. Yeah, <laughs> we have live sports. Um, they just announced that they're going to do the Belmont race, the uh, Belmont Stakes. The horse race is coming back. It's going to be the first leg of the Triple Crown. I forgot the date that it's going to be on. Nice. But the common theme of all of this stuff is that it's being done with no fans. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a little... Mario, yeah, you talk about Jordan. He's going through the motions here. Um, but... I think right now what's happening is, you know, you're, you're seeing these sports wind up and start up again. You had this big UFC fight that everybody was, you know, all jacked up about. But there's no fans. And yeah. Yeah. this is going to be a normal for a while. You know, it's still – we still have to keep our social – you know, and 
aside from all the sports stuff, like just I, I'm I'm hoping and you know, and uh, hoping that we can get through these reopenings without having a big setback that's gonna take everything back. You know. Yeah. We'll see. That's to be determined. But in the meantime, you know, and it's with no people there, and I wanted to talk. What what is you know, what what is that? How do you how do you feel about it? Like what? How did you you said you watched the game, Gus? Right? Yeah, I watched. Uh, I watched uh, Bayern Munich versus Hertha. I watched like five minutes of the Dortmund game. Yeah, couldn't watch it. Couldn't watch it, man. Really? Nah, could not watch it. It's too weird for me, bro. I wish I watched that game because, uh, bro, that Holland kid. Yeah, his, yeah. His right. name is his name is Holland, but yeah. that kid he was on a tear at the beginning of the season, and he picked up right where he left off, bro. Yeah. That kid is is the next the next Mbappe. Oh, yeah, that kid's good, but but again, we're watching a game with nobody in the stands, though. I don't the, give a shit. I'm not I'm not watching the game to watch people in the stands. I'm watching the game to watch the players. Fuck the people. Okay, but, exactly. Okay, all right, I get that. But did you not see that? Like when you're watching the broadcast, bro, you can hear everything. You hear the coach. Hey, blah, 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 blah. You know, you hear people talking. It's just yeah, yeah. The, the audio of it, the acoustics of it, is horrible. Because I mean, you have this big stadium, so you hear this cavernous echo, and yeah. it's just, I'm missing like, bro. Like I, again, we talked about this a few weeks ago when we uh, when we when we did the wrestling show. Uh, even watching wrestling without the fans is just weird, man. And I'm I'm having a hard time watching these sports without the, the, hearing the, 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 the noise. Is, though, the question is, Evan, would you have, rather have that or have nothing at all? I think I'd probably still go with nothing. At least right now, Stop I'm it, bro. I'm being honest. You're tired of being in the house. So I know. Go without sports, if you had an option to watch sports without fans? Oh, but I don't want watered-down bad sports. It's like, okay, I'll give you an example. It kind of feels like, what do you mean? What are you looking at me like that? Well, it's like, it's, it's, it's to me, Gus, I can't stop doing it. Uh, <laughs> it's, to me, it's like, in 1994, I know I'm going back a long ways, but it's when the baseball strike happened, you had replacement players. It was watered down. It was weird. It wasn't right. It's to me that element was missing. And the element in 94 that was missing was the actual players. You had empty yeah. stands and people, nobody was going to go watch right. these guys. Now and we're getting you're, the you're real comparing, players. You're comparing, you're comparing a lockout with guys who are being or standing for more money or more respect with replacement players. And with the players who actually play, who are the professionals who train every yeah. day, just have to play without fans. You're yeah. still going to get great play because they're going to be competitive. They're not I know. Up. I guarantee you this, Erwin. When the NBA comes back, this is going to be the best NBA you get in a long time because these guys are going to be in shape. They're going to be motivated. And they're healthy. going to have a lot of guys who are not healthy, healthy. And you're going to get the last best. I'm thinking they're going to play 10 games and then go into the playoffs. This is going to be the best playoff basketball that we have seen probably since the Jordan days. I guarantee you that. Yeah. yeah See, so- I agree with Mario. It's it's easier to get into the games with fans, you know, cheering or against you. And and I, oh, I, I'm glad I got somebody on my squad. <laughs> I, I agree with that, but not to the point where it's better to just not watch sports. You know what I'm saying? I'm at, Thank at you. me Thank right you. now. I'm just I'm I'm being honest. I'm being honest. I I tried watching the soccer. I didn't like it. Uh, I didn't want to watch cornhole. You know. I wasn't into that. Let me tell you, when I was watching that Bayern game, I forgot which player it was. I think it was Alfonso Davies. He he did a fucking sick ass move, like 
nut, I think he nutmeg somebody or something like that. And I got just as excited as if there was fans in the stadium. And I was everybody's like, oh, different. Everybody's different. You know? I'm, I'm again, I, you know, we're factually unfactual, and you know, we don't <laughs> fact check shit. But I give you the facts, and my fact <laughs> is, I didn't like it. I watched it. It was weird. I don't. I couldn't get into it. Um, I tried putting it on mute. That helped a little bit. But then it felt like I'm half-assing shit. I don't like watching stuff so on you, mute. So I if like, you go watch a bro. spring football game, if you go watch the Canes in their spring football game where they, you can't, it's like you're watching it, like on the field. There's no fans mm -hmm. in the stands. Just watch it. You yeah. telling me you can't appreciate that? I could appreciate that because I know that that's a one-time thing. That's a spring game. I don't want my and regular it, season and everything to be like is, that. It's this, just is a, weird. this is going to be a temporary thing, though. This is not going to be I know, and I'm just saying it. I, I don't like it. it I'm... Grateful that we have something. I'm grateful that we have something, but I just I'm and, not I'm not appreciating. That's I want to hear you being grateful, bro. Let's be grateful. <laughs> that to I'm always grateful. That's I'm grateful that hear. I'm grateful that you're here. I'm grateful that you're playing highlight. That just you're happy. I'm even grateful for this son of a bitch over here that's looking at me. I'm grateful for all of you guys. Stop doing that, Gus. Um, you know, but it's it's it's. What are you doing? <laughs> It's like the Brady Bunch show here. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I was she's she's with you guys. It's better than nothing. You know, um it's it's you know, it's it's just weird. And she's excited uh I was excited about you know watching NBA games. Uh, oh Danny's got some comments. Players need to make a playlist. Maybe that'll help. What if they pump some some hey, sound? that's a great idea, and that's yeah. it, it has gotta probably pay the, the pay the the the, mood, the person who whose rights is to play yeah. the music. But I like that. That's a great idea. Yeah, I play some music. What about this? What if they were to pump in artificial crowd noise? Crowd noise. Yeah, that too. I yeah. could be oh, kind of go. in that. Huh? What if they what if they accidentally play a laugh track though? <laughs> <laughs> hey Gus, come on, come on. Trying to come get on Gus. Tears. Don't leave him hanging, Gus. Don't leave him hanging, Gus. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, you want some time? Here, I'll pour some on you. <laughs> I, I try to I try to knock it down. <laughs> All right, we're getting really corny, <laughs> but uh, but I I'm just like I said I'm being honest I I wasn't excited I'm maybe it'll grow on me maybe after a couple of weeks of this it'll you know it'll get better um, but I'm just again my initial reaction is not crazy about it I kind of wish I'm I'm still at a point where I would rather not have sports than to have weird sports. And to me, this still feels weird. I'm what's, just... what's weirder than this, though? Sex dolls in the stands. Yes. You know, that, ah! that, that's not Evan joking around. That actually happened in Korea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. FC, FC Seoul. They put sex dolls in the stands. But they, like, dressed them up like people or whatever. Yeah. But they I didn't, have a problem. They didn't just use mannequins. They used sex dolls. Like, who has that many sex dolls? That's what I want to know. No, I mean, sex dolls come for, you know they come from Korea, right? They're made there, so they have yeah. a, a, a large amount of them. Some of yeah. these are pretty impressive looking. I mean, did you not they're watch? Very, uh, they're lifelike. They're lifelike. Watch a little Dicky on uh, on Dave. I'm, I'm not. I haven't gotten to that episode yet. Oh, dude, no spoilers. Dude. Uh, did you watch it, TD? You know what I'm talking about? Have you watched I've Dave on FXX? I never watched uh, the Little Dicky episode. Oh, dude, you gotta watch it, bro. I'm like you uh, right now, Little Dicky. I gotta uh, catch up. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's all right. Well, anyway, there's the sex doll reference there, but some of these dolls are pretty impressive, man. I'm not gonna lie, they, you know, I'm like, well, okay, but it. <laughs> 
what's so, what's wrong with having some anatomically correct dolls out there that are pretty, as opposed to just like you know the the you know the inflatable ones that just sit there like this and don't move, you know? I I didn't have a problem with it. And now if the I, sex dolls I'm were out okay, there I'm naked, okay with they're, trying, their to, they're trying to give the player some type of motivation. I'm okay with that. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Maybe that's what Jordan should have done to motivate himself during the Wizards' time. <laughs> sex dolls. In the, on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it, it, it probably would have been like, it probably would have been like, yo, that sex doll said it was better than me. Oh, game on. He goes to score 50. <laughs> <laughs> the double nickel sex doll game. You know, he's, <laughs> he's going to do some of that. But I'll see. I mean, I, I'm curious as to how, if, if they're going to do any of this stuff like, I, I really think they should at least play some music, man. You know, like just I'm, some, I'm sure they got a plan. I'm sure they, they got, got a plan. Like, I'm sure man. they do. Now sure they do. I heard you should hire a DJ. I know a guy. You know, I, I know <laughs> this guy too. Um on the picky 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 picky. No, that one. There you go. <laughs> uh no, what's it called? Um so today also when we're talking about this um coronavirus and how it's affecting sports, I don't know if you saw this, Gus, but they released, they tested like 200 and something players or people involved in the Premier League. Yeah. They had six positive tests come back. It's not bad. But what's, here's the problem though. And here's the other thing. When they, when they talk about all these other sports. What teams do they play for? <laughs> hopefully Liverpool. Um, <laughs> uh, if, um, if one person get sick in any of these leagues what they're doing is they have to stop all everything you know and they have to quarantine everybody that's involved if you have people that are still testing sick like it's not looking like that league is going to get off the off the ground because you got to have it fair for everybody if you got a team that's suffering or or is being you know hampered by the virus you you got to set the same thing for everybody so if the virus is still within the league like that and i don't see the premier league picking up or or that level of soccer and I'm curious. It's going, it's, going to pick, it's going to pick up because you know what's going to happen. We're going to get to a point with this coronavirus that we're just going to learn how to deal with it and self-quarantine. Like we're we're going to have to be at a point right now that I understand that the virus is serious and it's very contagious, mm-hmm. but we we're going to have to find a way to operate accordingly and be able to function with the virus because it's it's you can't. The way this virus is structured, that it's, it's in the fabric of our in our society. I don't think it's ever going to go away. So, with that said, teams, businesses, uh, schools, governments are going to have to find a way to just function with the virus. Because if if, if, if yeah. just think about it, Edwin, if you're in the middle of a season and one player tests positive on with like Liverpool. And Liverpool yeah. played four other teams the past four weeks. They're going to have to stop all those games. And that's not realistic if you're trying to conduct a, 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 a season. So with that said, I think I'm hoping that these teams, these owners, these uh, sports franchises are saying that, okay, we understand the coronavirus is something serious. We're going to have players sign waivers. We're going to have players sign an agreement knowing that, okay, if you are tested positive, and the team is still going to orchestrate the season, are you willing to separate yourself from the team and let the team go out and continue to play with those players signing an agreement saying, hey, we know he's positive, 
but I'm still going to go and play. The yeah. only people that can't voice is the families of those players' teams because the family can't speak. Like, you coming home to me and this guy, I had coronavirus. I'm risking my son, my daughter, my grandmother, whoever lives in my household. You're, you can't speak for them. And that's the thing that's going to probably be a little bit somewhat uh, complex. But I don't think, I don't think, I personally believe that we're going to have to play with this virus. We're going to have to. Because business, yeah. the bottom line is money. Yeah. And money is bigger than the virus. Yeah. And now, a picture from the Tampa Bay Rays was on a show and they were talking about, and he's like, no, man, he's basically, you got billionaire uh, owners asking millionaire players to take a pay cut, you know, so that they can do this and risk their lives so that, you know, people can make some money here. And it's kind of becoming a bad look for them overall. And nobody's looking good in this because of what's being said. But again, you mentioned money and that's a huge thing here, man. Like baseball right now, they're trying to salvage anything right now because this happened right at the start of baseball season. You know, yeah, they got at, at basketball had a part of the season that if they don't complete the, if they don't finish their season, they could still push it back and wait, but they had something already. Um, baseball's in a tough predicament. This hit them, you know, right in the middle, right at the start of their season, and it could wipe out their whole season if they're not careful. Now, they're trying to do some stuff, and they're, you know, scrambling. But um, it, it's going to be interesting how, I think, a year from now, when we're doing episode 300 or this, and we, we reflect on how sports are a year from now, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be real, real interesting to see, but... I, I do think there's going to be some level of dealing with it and adjusting with playing with the virus, but in the end, it's 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 tough. It's tough. It really is. Um, guys, I put on the chat, both YouTube and Facebook, the link mm -hmm. to the Facebook group. So if you're there, click on it. Uh, be sure to uh, search for it. If not, just you know look for it. It's called Lemon City Live Daily Lemonade. So. Be, uh, I want to create that. I know you guys cut me off and you said I ramble on too much, but I, I really want to encompass what it's about. I, I want that to be a place where everybody can go talk shit. doesn't matter. Because here's the thing, though. I yeah. have I, I got friends on there from my military days that are from all over the country, mm -hmm. and I don't want it to feel like a Homer thing where it's exclusive to Miami people. So if you're watching the show and you're one of my buddies that lives in Detroit, you're one of my buddies that lives in Arizona, on the West Coast, wherever it is, Feel free to invite all your friends into it, man. I, I want this to be a collective of people where, you know, that are fans of sports and, you know, that we can all just share. And, and you know, it's 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 much – I found that the best sports talk conversations I've ever had were when I was surrounded by, by people from other places. So that's kind of what of I want to create here. You have different perspectives. I, exactly. Different yeah. perspectives, different things. I that, agree. to me, is the best, uh, the best conversation. So I feel like this is a great opportunity and a, a great thing to do so. If you're in the group and you want to invite some friends, I had a friend of mine who who messaged me. He says, "Hey, bro, I invited my uncle in the group, and then he invited a bunch of people. Is that cool?" I was like, "Yeah, bro, like that's totally nice. cool." So you know, by all means, go on there, check it out, man. And at the same time, I want to use that um, the same way we do with WAFs and their group. I want to use that as a as a content bucket for 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 show topics, things like that. Anything you guys want to talk about. Um, and and making it a more ex inclusive show with the people watching it. So, if uh, today's the start, and a few weeks from now we'll see how it's growing. But I, I think it's going to be a cool thing, man. So for sure, if you're on there, share it, and uh, have other people join it, and it'll be a lot of fun. So, guys, right. I think we've uh, we've run our course here. TD, yeah, so happy to have you back, bro. See you.
guys. <laughs> so, let me punch Gus. Boom, boom, boom. You know, there it is. Um, so violent. Uh, for the extreme close-up. Oh, hey. Oh, oh. Oh, there we go. Hey, guys. All right. Um, so, there's the camera. Oh, there we go. Picture from the, the banners where I'm like, oh, or what? No, I'm like, and Gus is like, uh. <laughs> All right, I'm the only one doing it. Fuck you guys. Um, anyway, so last words, comments, complaints, bitches, moans, anything? Nope. I'm going to go stretch and get ready for tomorrow. <laughs> there you go, bro. I'm actually pretty so, excited for the next three 30 for 30s that are coming out. One is about Lance Armstrong. One is about Bruce Lee. The other one, the other one is about Mark McGuire versus Sammy Sosa's epic home run race. Yeah, I'm definitely. Oh, and, and check us out in this our, our next episode. Our next episode is gonna be on Friday. So if you're if you're watching there, mm -hmm. it's um oh oh one what is this one on one stream? Gus versus Danny pay-per-view. I'm down, I'm down. Let's do that. One on one stream. So yeah, man. Oh, we got we I wanna do a little twitch, I wanna do some gaming, I wanna do some esports mm -hmm. stuff. We did a little poll in the group. And we found that uh, people are interested in marble racing. I don't know. I don't know about that, but we'll, Let's see. <laughs> we'll try we'll, to figure all that. Let's talk about it on Friday, man. For our first ever Lemon City Live happy hour episode. Yeah, man. We're going to be chilling. It's going to be mm -hmm. laid back. Um, Every Friday. Everybody wants, you got to have a drink. Yeah. If you want to be on the show, hit us up. Just got to have a drink. That's what you got to have. That's, exactly. that's the thing. And my so. battery is about to die. Go. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thank you all for Go watching. All right, guys. I love y'all. I'll talk to y'all tomorrow, man. Bye, later. Bye, laters. Bye. I wrote a song about it. Like the kid, here go. Oh, no! How dare you? Stop being a bitch. Oh, With us, you live every Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Records played on Wednesday. <laughs> Lemon City. La, 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 la. I'm always happy to jump on with uh, my favorite Lemonheads. <laughs>